Large companies really do have the data to know who should be trained in real time. And, and they should be exploiting that, that data to make sure uh, that people get access to the job opportunities and the upscaling opportunities um, that not only benefit them, but in a very win-win way are the best thing for the company. Welcome to season four of Paychex Pulse, an HR podcast where HR professionals can find great insights on today's top issues and be inspired to build and lead effective teams in a healthier workplace. Hi, everyone. Rob Parsons here. Welcome back to the Paychex Pulse podcast. Today, we'll be talking with Jason Radisson, CEO and founder of Movo, the AI-powered HR platform that automates the process of acquiring, engaging, and upskilling a high-volume frontline workforce. Now, I've been wanting to talk about AI, so today we're going to lean on Jason's real hands-on experience designing, deploying, and managing AI systems and the teams behind them. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Rob, thanks so much for having me on. It's fantastic. I, and I actually want to start with your commitment to the front line. It's a, it's a passion I certainly share, and I, and I understand you founded Movo to address you know, address these workers directly. Many times just get overlooked and are underserved. So you can you tell me a little bit about Movo? Tell me a little bit about the company and, and how you get there. Absolutely. So we started, as you mentioned, to solve the frontline workforce problem. And, and broadly speaking, I grew up working a lot of these jobs. I, I grew up uh, the only child of a, of a 16-year-old single mom uh, and and. There are all kinds of frontline jobs. I've probably worked 20 different frontline jobs uh, throughout school and, and college and grad school and everything along the way. Um, you know, as I look at the opportunity and, and, and sort of the impact that 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 one with a, a mission like ours and, and a mission like my own personal mission can have out there in the world, uh, the front line is is where you can really move the needle and, and make a significant impact. On, on millions of people's lives. And that's that's where we've been with our company since we founded it. That's fantastic. So I want to get into AI in more general here. Um, you spoke on this topic at Sherm. You covered a lot of great areas. Uh, but I want to start with, I mean, we've been hearing about AI for a long time, but it's not just vaporware anymore. Can you give me some of the some of the concrete <laughs> yeah. examples that you you've seen and you've seen it in HR and seen AI at work? Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, I think in HR, some of the biggest ones, they've, uh, and obviously with ChatGPT and, and with generative AI, and, and it, it's very much top of mind. Uh, but a lot of the heavy lifting has been machine learning algorithms that have been in place for a long time, and certainly dating all the way back to the big beginning of the gig economy, um, and even some systems prior to that. So we're talking... Uh, you know, 2010 to 2012, where a lot of these first systems were stood up. Um, the big ones are hiring automation, uh, recruiting automation, um, where uh, essentially you have a, uh, you know, a self-service portal or a self-service app uh, where employees can, can essentially hire themselves with a few clicks and with minimal involvement from the company. Uh, another real big one is employee scheduling. And uh, sort of automating the process of filling the schedule, decreasing, increasing the schedule based on what the demand is in the company. Uh, those are the two of the biggest ones. And I think the ones that 
you know, mid term are going to be the most financial impact and the most impact on people's lives. If I look at the overall area of AI and HR. It makes a lot of sense. I could see scheduling having a, a huge impact, shift swapping, all the things it does to make it easier to really maintain control of my life and have the flexibility and the opportunity to work as much as I want or when I want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, you know, broader implications. We talk about internal talent marketplaces at very large companies. And, you know, if you're managing a workforce of 10,000 people and multiple, multiple sites in the city, how you move them around, what facilities they're working in, um, even what roles, if you're doing a bunch of cross training uh, to have better utilization of that workforce. Uh, these are huge, huge levers. Um, you know, there's versus pen and paper and versus sort of traditional systems, there's there's a lot of room for AI to generate 10, 20, 30 percent improvements in efficiency of, of using that workforce. So so what's changed? I talked to Ben Eubanks about this the other day, and he talked mm -hmm. about the democratization of AI, that it's become much more accessible. And that's why we're hearing about it so much more. Are you are you seeing the same thing? Why is AI suddenly seem to be a thing? I think what's changed is is the the average individual as as a consumer out there, we're able to see real AI use cases in our everyday lives. I think that's what's changed. Um, whereas a lot of you know the last twenty years or or even thirty years, if we look at the airline industry, that a lot of really powerful AIs have been deployed in the world, we haven't really seen them. Uh, magically, an airline manages to price our seat and, and book its airplanes in real time across, you know, billions of transactions a year. Uh, but, uh, but the average person doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really think about that as an AI system. Um, you know, or, or, uh, trading, you know, what's, what's happened to trading floors and a lot of these other, um, very much machine learning AI, uh, specific AI use cases. They've been there. Um, so I think that's, it's really more public perception. Um, there is, you know, we're now in this phase where you can interact with a very powerful AI using text and using chat. Um, I think that new interface is, is great. Um, but like a lot of things with, with chat and, and with text, um, you know, there, it's a fairly limited interface. Uh, I don't think, you know, pilots are going to be, the autopilot isn't going to be a chatbot anytime soon in an airplane. You've got too many different controls that you'll want to monitor and to be interacting with to just sort of abstract that all away. Um, and I think it's similar in a lot of corporate systems. I don't think we're going to be doing large scale workforce deployment as a chatbot anytime soon. I think it's going to be a GUI. Uh, and, and you're even seeing this direction. A lot of generative AI and chat use cases, what people are doing is they're specializing, you know, this very particular niche deployments of chat GPT and other generative AI, they're putting GUIs on top of it. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm long on the GUI. Um, and, and I think chat has its, has its places. Last year at HR tech, uh, it was all about talent acquisition. That's where the, that's the area where AI was going to make this huge impact. Um, you talked about scheduling and a little bit of the, the workforce management. What other HR functions 
should I be looking at to exploit AI and take advantage of AI? Where else should I be looking at that? I think another great use case is upskilling, upskilling, reskilling. Uh, and it's, it's of course, related to the, to the overall general theme of, of deploying your workers in the best possible spots. Um, I, I think what is so impactful from an AI sense is we're able through workforce and in, in pretty standard machine learning applications, we're able to see where uh, skilled workers uh, and semi-skilled workers, workers with different skill sets are best able to have impact in the company. Um, we can see that in the kind of productivity that they have day to day on whatever systems that they're working with. Uh, and we're pretty easily able to model that back into unskilled workers, new people coming into the company, uh, which is a long way of saying you, companies, large companies really do have the data to know who should be trained in real time. And, and they should be exploiting that, that data to make sure uh, that people get access to the job opportunities and the upscaling opportunities um, that not only benefit them, but in a very win-win way are the best thing for the company. That is a, a huge one and, and hugely socially impactful. And I think in this mode, you know, you spoke about talent acquisition, you know, having been such a hot topic last year. In this mode, I think a lot of companies, a lot of large companies as we're seeing it, have sort of resigned themselves to the fact that, you know, I really can't hire and fire employees. I really need to keep the good employees that I have and I need to do more with them. Uh, make sure they're engaged, make sure I'm retaining them, make sure I'm getting them into the highest impact roles that I can do. Uh, you know, cause, cause let's face it, our workforce is essentially shrinking. Um, so I think that's the mode we're in and that's, I would be looking to technology partners to assist in that sort of you know, very objective data-based approach to making sure that upskilling happens as it should in my company. So you'd mentioned big companies, and I think it's easy to think that this is just technology that's available to a big company. Um, if I'm in a smaller company, 500 people or less, 200 people or less, I'm an HR leader there, how do I start in AI? Where do I invest? What do I look at? How do I, how do I make it happen when maybe I don't have this well-developed IT team is going to help me make AI work in HR? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I may not have, uh, the data, the robust data. I may only be working with a handful of workers. Right. Um, so, so it's extra challenging on the other side. Um, you know, there are a lot of tools out there. There's, there's certainly the industry is responding. The technology industry is responding. We're coming up with great new technologies every day. I, I think for a small HR department, it's really the opportunity is there to be able to do a lot more with less. Um, and, and really the way I would look at it or, or advise looking at it is sort of from, uh, the perspective of what are a bunch of things that take up my time, uh, that I really could be automating and sort of delegating out to a system. Um, if you follow that approach, then, you know, I think you're on the right track and, and you can really focus on the things that human beings do better and, and let sort of, you know, the, the boring process work be done by, by robots essentially as, as you partner with AI companies. Yeah. That's how our team is looking at it too. It's, it's let's offload the low value tasks to the technology uh, and free ourselves up to think about some more important things. So I think that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. From recruiting on, on down. Absolutely. 
So it's a big topic, Jason, that I appreciate you coming in today to talk about it. Any last thoughts for our listeners? I'm sure you've got hundreds, um, but if you were talking to an HR professional right now about AI and making it work, what would your last thoughts be? Yeah, I think my my thoughts would be it's it's one thing is sort of, you know, getting up to speed. Um, I think my personal approach and 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 the approach certainly of, of our company is to be extremely pr- pragmatic. What are some, you know, very concrete use cases that you could do today? Um, and then uh, starting down that path, it um there's only, you know, sort of going to be so much that you can research and, and so much that you can talk about it. We're essentially looking at a change management topic. And and I think, you know, just pragmatism. Hey, if we were to automate this process, that would be great for the company. It would, you know, start to put us in the direction of having some really concrete value uh, from these new systems. I think just taking those first couple of small steps with some pilots and, and uh, you know, starting to from the HR position, from the HR department, starting to assist the company with some of these transformations that are coming. Love it. Jason, that's such great information here. Thank you for joining me today. This was excellent. Rob, thanks so much for having me on. And thank you to our listeners as well. As always, please stay happy and healthy. Be sure to subscribe to this and our Paychecks Thrive business podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Looking for more ways to keep your finger on the pulse of industry dynamics? Visit our resource center for the latest research, thought leadership, and news at paychecks.com slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, please stay happy and healthy. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023, all rights reserved.